That makes me know that I've come up with a zinger. I love, love, love when people get that slightly perplexed look on their face as they realize, no, actually, I just don't have a canned answer for that question. They have to go in and they've got to go deep to find the answer that I am looking for. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. Now today, we're kicking off the first of a three-part series all about communication. Now this is such an important topic because I've been noticing a lot lately with all my clients, my one-on-one clients and my team clients, that everyone wants to be a better communicator, which is so important. I've also noticed that when we're doing that work, you know, that deep inner work to dig around and figure out what's making a team have conflict or what's going wrong or missing from a team, it always comes down to a lack of trust. And the remedy for building better trust is always greater understanding, greater respect and relationships, which are all achieved through improving your communication. So, needless to say, communication is really, really, really important, especially with so much of our communication these days happening through, you know, eroded channels like communicating through email, through text message, through messenger. This is such a stripped down form of communication and there's always so much danger for people interpreting tone, for making assumptions. And so... I don't want to say that we're in a crisis of good communication, but I will say that we're in a crisis of connection because we're not really connecting with others in the way that we're deeply longing to. So I realized that it was time for us all to do a communication 101 episode so that we can get refreshed on all the aspects of communication that are so important. So I started to draft this episode today, and somehow, as often happens, it snowballed into three separate episodes, and now it's a series. So I bring you this series, this three-part series on communication, because I do believe that if you're going to do something, you've got to do it right. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain the three critical aspects of communication. In the second segment, I'm going to deep dive into the very first one. And then in the third segment, I'm going to reveal my absolute favorite powerful question and also my favorite response that I've received to date. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? As I started to deep dive into communication and how to help people, I realized that there was actually three separate aspects I wanted to focus on. Now, bear in mind that as I talk about communication, this is really through the lens of a coach, which you might not be used to, but if you are a people leader and you really want to engage your team, or if you want to up-level your branding, or you want to be a leader or a manager down the road, this is so important for you to start to think and communicate like we do as coaches. So this three-part series started out with me wanting to teach you how to ask powerful questions because hands down, this is one of my favorite parts of being a coach. 
When I ask a question that makes someone stop and think, that makes me know that I've come up with a zinger. I love, love, love when people get that slightly perplexed look on their face as they realize, no, actually, I just don't have a canned answer for that question. They have to go in and they've got to go deep to find the answer that I am looking for. Now, I think this is telling mostly of our dialogue these days because most of our answers to questions are canned, right? Which means that they aren't meaningful. And this isn't really our optimal communication, is it? Because what we really want for deep connection is to have a richer exchange going on between you and someone else. At the end of the day, we all crave to be seen and to be heard. So as I started to work on this episode on asking powerful questions, I naturally just ping pong to all different aspects of communication, especially listening. Now, in truth, I think a lot of people think of communication and they think of asking and answering, but really listening, listening gets left behind. Now, as a coach, I do ask a lot of powerful questions, but I think that it's my listening skills that really helps me do my work. Because listening is really an art. And sadly, I think a lot of people haven't yet mastered the art of listening. But we're going to deep dive into that in a future episode. So here's what you can look forward to, though, in this three-part series. We're going to talk about three separate things. Asking, answering, and listening. Now, those are three critical aspects of communication that you need to really master as a leader. In this episode, we're going to focus on asking what to ask, why to ask, and how to ask. As a coach and for you as a leader, one of the best tools that you have to really deepen your connection with others is asking powerful questions. Ask questions that are great, that are next level. And with powerful questions, we get to do this. We can ask pretty much anything. And what is the impact? Well, you get to really, really connect deeply with people and they will reveal really meaningful insights about themselves. Is this a magic trick? (laughs) Absolutely not. It's just a simple coaching tool. Now, you're likely wondering three things right now. What are these powerful questions? When do I use them? And how do I use them? So let's start by addressing that first one. What are they? So powerful questions make you stop and reflect. They're questions that people can't give just a quick, canned answer to. They're rich and they typically don't give you the option of answering yes or no or simply giving a quick answer. They're kind of like truth serum that make people go deep and reveal meaningful parts of themselves. So here's a few examples. What's important about that? What did you realize? What's different now? So powerful questions, they make you stop and they make you reflect. And the key is the simpler, the better. All right. So let's address the second one. When do I use them? Well, to be honest, I use powerful questions everywhere. And I mean anywhere everywhere, all the time, any person. So here's a couple instances. Let's say you're having a conversation with someone who's 
in that narrative dialogue, you know, they're in that past telling, they're talking about an instance where they were wronged by someone, or they're telling you about how someone disappointed them. Basically, this is you having a conversation with their ego state. You know what I'm talking about, right? They typically say things like, well, he said this, and then I said that, and then he said this, but I knew what he was really thinking. So I said that, and they just kind of ping pong back and forth. I don't know about you, but this is really one of my least favorite kinds of conversation. It's not even a conversation, is it? It's just dialogue. Over the years, I've come to label this as someone being in narrative because they're just recalling an instance and It's denying them the ability to be in this present moment, which is really dangerous, right? And what's also going on is they're either in the past or they're in the future and it keeps them out of the present. They're also likely comparing themselves to someone or they're judging another person and that causes them to be in a place where they're separate from others. And that's when we know that the ego's really running the show here. So we want to get them out of this unconscious state and we want to get them into the present. So a powerful question can be a great way to interrupt this kind of dialogue and get them back to the present. Another time to use a powerful question is when you're meeting someone new and you're trying to really get to know them. It could be a new person. It could be a new setting, a new environment. I know for me as an introvert, small talk just makes me want to bang my head against the wall. (laughs) So if I have a scenario where we're in a lot of small talk, I will break that up by asking a powerful question question. And that helps me to shift things from being really, really painful to being really interesting very quickly. So one quick warning though, if you do this, be prepared for them to toss those powerful questions back to you and for you to really show up authentically. A third application that I want to suggest for powerful questions is when you're talking to someone, but you feel like you're not really deeply connecting with them. Let's say you're at a networking event and you're talking to somebody who you really have absolutely nothing in common with, then you can throw out a powerful question and trust me, things will get really interesting really quickly. So let's address the third question you had in your head, how do I use them? So here's a couple tips to use powerful questions. First off, You want to make them short and sweet. The shorter, the better. And I think this really applies to all questions in life. There's nothing worse than people asking really long, overly descriptive questions where by the time they finish answering the question, you can't even remember what the first part of the question was or what the first thing they said. So I like short and sweet questions, especially for powerful questions. The shorter, the better. All right. Secondly, you want to ask them with confidence. So use your body language, use your tone of voice, use your facial expressions, use your energy field to really project confidence, not only in your asking of the question, but you also have to be confident that they know the answer. Because if you don't hold this space of confidence, then they might start questioning whether they can answer it or not. So don't just hope that they'll find an answer. Be confident that they will find the answer and really project that into the space. All right? So you want your questions to be short. You want to deliver them with confidence. And you have to be comfortable with white space. 
So when we're asking questions that make people reflect, we have to be prepared for white space, for time where they can come up with the answer. And this is really the best thing that you need to do. And it can be really uncomfortable, I'm warning you. I see this all the time with others. You know, we've been conditioned that silence is awkward or silence is bad or wrong or it's a sign that you're not communicating well. But this couldn't be further from the truth, especially when you're asking powerful questions. You need to give people the space to really reflect, to think. And so that means stop talking and give them white space to think of their answer. Also avoid the temptation to ask a follow-up question or reframe it in a different way. Just ask the question and leave it right there on the table. They will take the time to really find that one answer. If you keep filling up that white space with more questions or reframing or explaining or anything else, then you dilute the powerful question. So to recap, you want, one, your questions to be short, two, your questions to be asked with confidence, and three, to be comfortable with white space. So if you haven't noticed, yes, I really do nerd out about asking powerful questions and communication. You know, I love asking questions. I love, love, love asking questions. And over the years, you know, I have some questions that I've used more than others. I have my question asking repertoire has evolved. And in truth, I got to say some questions, they work better than others. I want to share with you my favorite, my absolute all time favorite question. And I've been using this one a lot lately, especially when I onboard new clients, I either ask it to them in our first session, or I send it to them as a backgrounder that they have to answer before we do our first session. So here it is. What does success look like to you? What does success look like to you? Isn't that a great question? Now, I love this question because everyone always has such a different answer and it tells me so much about them. It tells me how they think, It tells me what they value. It also reveals often significant life events that they've had or what they've gone through. It tells me if they think that rank and title and status is important. It tells me also where people want to go and what is important to them. Now, as a coach, I also take note of what type of work this client needs to do when they answer this question. There's so much in there. I can think of a client I worked with recently who he came to the table on the younger side of things. He was definitely under 35. And when I asked him this question, this is very rare, but he came up with a specific job title and an age of when he wanted to receive that role. Now, I remember thinking to myself, all right, we're going to need a little bit more time than six months here because this person is really unconscious about what makes them happy and fulfilled. But surprise to me, he actually did amazing work during our time together. He really leaned in. And by the end of our six month time together, he was able to completely rethink what was important to him and ended up with a new role that was really fulfilling. Okay, so back to communication and my favorite powerful question these days. What does success look like to you? 
Now, since I'm doing a lot of corporate work these days, you would think that people respond with something superficial, like a rank, like title, like salary, having a corner office, how many people report to them, what their you know, empire looks like at work. But no, this actually doesn't happen. It's very, very rare that that happens. Most people have deep, rich, meaningful answers that really talk about the impact that they want to have or how they want to help others or how they want to feel balanced and spend time with their loved ones. Now, recently, I heard a response that just wowed me and I wanted to share it with you because I think this is hands down my favorite response to that question. What does success look like to you? And they responded with, success is growing and trying new things constantly, which I love. What a great answer. I love, love, love this answer. Okay, so it's time to start wrapping up this episode on communication and asking powerful questions. This is wrapping up part one of our three-part series on communication. So stay tuned for episode two and episode three. We're going to talk about answering. We're also going to talk about listening, which is, I believe, humbly, a very lost art. So thanks for tuning in today, and I'd love to know about you. What does success look like to you? I would love to hear from you. Please reach out and let me know what you think. And, you know, definitely make a point of starting to ask powerful questions of other people around you. Especially, take a test drive of this one, my favorite one. What does success look like to you? So thanks for hanging out with me today. Really take the time to lean in and start asking powerful questions either of yourself or of others. Learning how to ask powerful questions makes you a more powerful leader. It helps you to deeply connect and be present with others that are around you. It helps you to make people feel seen and heard because deep down inside, that's what everyone around you is craving. It's just that simple. So step up and start asking powerful questions. Up your game a little bit of how you communicate. And you know what? Yeah, it might feel a little scary. It might feel a little new, a little bit uncomfortable. That's okay. Remember that whenever you lean into your fear, there is always magic on the other side. <laughs>